Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPJ, number 39. That's Bayez Pnimi, joint for both men and women, Shia number 39. We're in the book, Eight Dates, by John and Julie Gottman and Doug and Rachel Abrams. And we're talking about date number two, which is entitled Agree to Disagree. And we are discussing the importance of transforming this concept of conflict and to understand that we, by nature, because we are so different, human beings are different, and in marriage, a husband and wife, even if they are similar in many ways, they are different human beings. So there's going to be conflicts, whether larger or smaller, in the life, it's inevitable, differences of opinion and things like that, differences of perspective, and our shift in consciousness to remove that concept of feeling always in competition. I am right, you are wrong, you know, and, and, and having it as a source of a tension, we could transform that concept of, of conflict, that concept of difference, to, like he says over here, if you understand your husband or wife's interior world, and then through in sharing that, you have a meaning, a deep meaning together, and, and and for example, he writes, if punctuality, for example, is important to your husband or wife, and you think punctual is just not being an hour late, then you talk it over, discuss why or it is or isn't important. Usually there's a strong emotion beneath it. There's a reason behind it of why one is, number one, on one hand, extremely punctual to a to an extreme degree and the other one is laid back with it usually there's a reasons behind it that are uh, deep based on life experiences and you understand once you share that perspective there's a compassion there and then there's ways to work things out and i put out a pdf here uh, that john gatman has of many of these differences and we're going to talk about some of them in these uh, shiurim and the idea being, again, that this very idea, this very point, that until now was a source of great frustration, very often when you transform it by talking about it, by sharing perspectives, by accepting your husband or wife with the way she is, or the way he is, transforms the relationship and makes it extremely beautiful. A lot of these things are connected with the personality types which we will be as a Hashem get to, which is fundamental to understanding the key differences between people. Personality differences, again, if you study these subjects, the Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, other types of things like that, if you use it the wrong way, you put people in boxes and, and you can label people and diminish people and it could be used in negative, like anything else could be used in a negative way. But when you use it in a positive way, and you use it as a perspective, as a tool to understand yourself, to understand others, to get beyond your personality and to grow, then understanding personality types is beautiful. So a number one here, the differences in neatness and organization, where one of the spouses is always neat, always organized, and the other one is more disorganized and doesn't mind it being a little messy. So here also, Usually this creates frustration in a home between a husband and a wife. And it could fester for years. But when you learn to accept one another, as you understand their childhood background, the way they grew up, 
and the way they're, as children, as teenagers, their perspective on things, their hashkafa on things, and maybe sometimes there's anxiety connected with the need and organization things that people, that they need to work on. Maybe there's a perfectionism aspect to it. Maybe the disorganization is, is just feeling more at home. They feel they need that. Maybe part of it is there is a lack of attention span of, of a, a mild um, um, deficit, this ADD. But whatever it is, once you learn and understand each other and you work through it, it's the most beautiful thing when you work within this concept and when you work within this conflict. And then, for example, if you're married to a wife that is very neat, very organized, very oiskechesbent, and you are more, as a husband, is more laid back and more, you know, relaxed about things, and until now this frustrated you very much, you could shift your perspective, try to understand your wife, why she is this way, where it comes from. And also, frankly, you could also see the how the blending, number one, of her neatness and organization how you could use some of that, some of those my, some of those mylas, and they are mylas when used the right way. How it could in, you could integrate it into your personality if you know you're more disorganized, but maybe you may be more disorganized to an extreme. Maybe you need your own structure in your life. Maybe you realize that the the idea of running the home. Baruch Hashem, you have many kids and, and different ages, and you see the gift of how your wife's neatness, organization, and structure benefited the children, felt them, helped them safe, helped them have a set routine, helped them feel, you know, accomplished, and so on and so forth. Um, and, and you see those benefits. And yeah, it may come with some challenges too, but you come to recognize the value of it, the value, intrinsic value of the good part of it. And then on the wife's t- turn, in this example, she's very neat and organized, gets sometimes frustrated when there is a little bit of a mess and a little bit of a disorganization. She, too, can learn from the more relaxed atmosphere of letting go a little bit. Of sometimes, for example, if you have little children of their children with other children coming to play and the, you put toys on the floor and it's a mess, to allow it to be there while they're playing and maybe a little after they're playing and it's not the end of the world if it's not cleaned up right away and to let that go and to understand maybe the one that's neat and structured and organized could start appreciating that sometimes in a home the children feel safe, feel free, or feel more open when things are more open and not necessarily always in a set structure. So again, there's mindless and chesrenes to both ends of the spectrum and everything in between. And when you talk about it and you understand maybe first, why are you that way? And what makes it, why you feel it's so important? Or this is how you grew up? Or this is what, and so on and so forth. It creates a lot of um, understanding, mutual understanding, even within these differences. Differences in punctuality, number two, one is always on time or early, the other one is more casual about time and often late. This also, this concept could diffuse so many matzavim, where you have, again, this is stereotypical, but it's not always this case, we're preparing for a chasana, where a wife needs to take, takes longer for a woman to dress up than a man, that's clear, so that's, that's not fair to not understand that, but sometimes it takes more time than the 
husband expects and he gets frustrated because he's late for the chasana and needs to go and she's still busy preparing and this creates tension. But again, this is also something that you, 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 the husband in this particular case understands where it's coming from and the, the, the value, understanding that, that it's not a matter of a mishigas. No, it isn't. There's something usually deep within it as to why uh, it's so important for her to be meticulous in the way she's dressed and the way she looks and why it takes more time and why it's important to her to look good or wherever it is to get ready before she goes out. And this understanding of her removes a lot of the unnecessary um, upsetness that he may have in these aspects. Differences in doing tasks and getting things done, this is a real big one. And this is so, so true with so many people, this type of idea. The way some people are multitaskers, like he says, doing a lot of things at the same time, and others like to focus on one thing at a time. And this also is so um, important that, again, all of these things mentioned here are could be and are a source of tension. But when you understand it and you understand the value of both aspects of these things, it, it, it really is a game changer. And by the way, this works also in the Derech Halim, which some people don't understand. They, they tell me, there's some people that say, I cannot learn unless I'm focused, I zoom in, let's say I'm learning Hilcha Shabbos, I zoom in on one Av Malacha, let's say it's called Malabin, and I sit on that sugya, and I, I, I go into that topic, and I do the Gemara, and the Mepharshim on it, and then the Mishnah Bura, and all the Halachas, and that's the way I learn, and while I'm learning that, I can learn, cannot learn other things, and other Limudim, and this is my way of learning. And then there are others that say the opposite. Unless I have 10 svarim in front of me and I could learn X amount from each safer, I need that, um, that, that nourishment of learning from all different aspects. And that's what gives me chiyas. There's no right and wrong here. Each one has their, the way their minds are, are, are focused and their own derech halimud and is to be respected. But at the same time, each one can learn for the other. A multitasker type of learning sometimes need to learn, understand that it's important, for example, to learn an Ian shear, to look more into the depth of things. And then the, the one that's in deep in one focus idea needs to also understand that in life, very often, Hashem creates matzavim, that change, and also within Taira, you know, sometimes if you stick only to one subject, you may not learn, and it's important to also learn Bekiyas with other subjects, or to learn Chumash when you need to learn Chumash, and Tanakh when you need to learn Tanakh, and so on and so forth. So this applies with Derech Halimit, as the example I just demonstrated, most certainly it applies to a husband and wife in the way they do things, and in the way they handle things. And, 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 and again, for example, if a husband is asking his wife to do certain things, right? So there's some women that are multitaskers. They could, on one hand, they throw things in the laundry, and then at the same time, they're doing a chesed on the phone, and then changing a child, and all doing all these things in a multitask type of way. But at the same time, they are of others where they, they, they could only do one thing at a time. And if let's say your 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 the wife your wife is a is could only do one thing at a time, and right now she's cooking supper, that's her thing right now. And when I'm done with this, I'll do something else. And a husband needs to learn; he cannot be frustrated by that. This is her mahalach of the way her brain is wired, how she does her work. With a husband, it works the same way. 
when a wife expects things from the husband. And sometimes he can be multitasking. He'll fix a bulb and then a minute later he'll do this and, and you need to call this one and he'll call this one. You need to call the Rebbe and he could sort of like juggle it that way. Then there are others, no, I need to do this first and then that afterwards and that afterwards. And the, in, depending on the how the brain is wired, each one may get frustrated on the other type of uh, approach. And here also with the understanding of where it comes from and understanding how brains work differently, understanding how there's really no right and wrong here, understanding also that there's a way to uh, integrate it. Like we explained with the Derech Halimah, the one who's multitask type of learner needs to learn how to focus sometimes on one subject for a longer time. And the one who's focused on only one thing at a time also needs to diversify sometimes. Same applies over here with all of these things where there's a, where there's a way to... Um, come to a happy medium, to learn from your wife's qualities that are not yours and bring it into you, to learn from your husband's qualities that are not yours and bring it into you to a certain extent that is healthy for you to do. So very, very often, this is the ironic thing about these type of conflicts and differences is, is Hashem is telling you, you have your personality and it's to be valued, it's to be nourished, it should be cherished. Again, we always say that there's an intrinsic who you are that you have that Hashem made you a certain way, that that's your derech hachayim, 100%. But sometimes Hashem is also saying, you know something? I want you to learn the opposite skill, to integrate it into that. You need that too. And that is where your wife comes in. When she her approach is opposite of yours, or your husband's approach is opposite of yours. And Hashem is saying, you don't have to become them. But what you need to do sometimes is, you, I'm putting you together, is you need to bring incorporate some of that into you. If you're disorganized, it's okay that you're not as neat and as structured and as, as another person. You're not expected to be, but you could. You need to take some of that organization into your consciousness, and your wife, who is organized, is teaching you that. Or you, wife, you're organized, and that's perfectly fine and beautiful, but you need to sometimes let go, and you need to sometimes be more um, you know, relaxed about things. And here you have a husband that is, so this that frustrates you about his relaxation regarding organization, you need to integrate some of that into you for you to let go a little bit because it's healthy for you. Same thing with punctuality and same thing with the multitasking. Now the next difference, number four, is really, really key. This is really a sore point that affects so many people in husbands and wife relationships and in general, where one person is very emotionally expressive and the other one is not so expressive. One person might value exploring one's emotions more than the other, who believes that taking an action than introspection, more in taking action than introspection about feelings. So you have this very often. So in other words, he's bringing a different type of thing here, where one is more emotional, talking about feelings, and the other one is not really expressive about their feelings, they just do things. Another way to look at this is the personality type in Myers-Briggs. There are uh, four letters, which is really eight letters, two opposite things. Extrovert, introvert as an example. What he's discussing here for, not exactly, but a little bit like this, is the F versus the T, the feeling versus the thinking. One whose mind is basically used more on the emotional level of things than on the intellectual, and the other one is more on the intellectual than the, than the emo- emotional. And here, too, it's so important. This, that was once a conflict 
where when you have a feeling and you say, oh, my husband's so cold, they're cold, they're detached. Really, very often, they're very caring people and they're not detached and they, and they, they do love and they feel emotions in their heart, but when they express themselves, they don't express themselves as emotionally. Now, of course, that's not an excuse. So, for example, let's pick an example. Let's pick the example where, the stereotypical example, where the, where the wife is more emotional and expressive and, and talks about feelings and wants to share feelings, while the husband is more interested in action and he's more intellectual oriented. Now, remember, this it's a stereotype, but it could go both ways, the opposite way also. There are many marriages where the, where the woman is the more um, intellectual and uh, held back emotionally, while the husband is more emotional. So it could go either way. But in this typical example, so what's very important, this source of conflict, first of all, the one who is more um, into their um, intellectualism or action and they don't express feelings, Hashem is telling them to learn from your wife. This is an important media to have. You're your personality. Your core personality won't be changed, but you need to adapt this. You need to, first of all, Beishamai said, have a makabalist kaladam save upon a miyafais. So this idea, for example, with trying to treat each other with a smile, with a pleasant disposition, and say good morning to another person, that applies to every Jew. That applies, Hashem is saying, it makes no difference whether I created you with a more that comes naturally to you because you're a warm-feeling person, to smile and say good morning, or whether you're more intellectually oriented and you're more in, uh, not in touch with your feelings so much, for you, as much so, you have that responsibility of smiling and, and saying I love you to your wife and being expressive. So Hashem, again, places core personality types, but then wants you to integrate the opposite within it. And that is, again, the, 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 one of the purposes of life. And a husband who is less in touch with his feelings, when his wife says, you don't care or you, I need you to show your emotions more, Hashem is basically saying to the husband, again, not to take this personally, because up to this point, he always, you try, you're trying to make me something I'm not. And the answer is no, I'm not trying to make you something you're not. I'm trying to give you the multifaceted aspects of an ashama and of a human being. You're beyond your own Mida, and you're on, you are beyond your own emotion. This is sort of similar to take an example from the Torah, Avram Avinu, that Avram Avinu, his whole Mida was Chesed, but at the same time as doing his Chesed, he was tested with an Akedah, which is the opposite of Chesed, to restrain his Chesed in order to do the Ratan Hashem, to sacrifice Yitzchak. And then he says, That's how I know you're Yerei Shamayim. Why? Because till now, it could be misinterpreted that the reason why Avram did all those mitzvahs and Maisim Toivim, the way he spread Jewishness and the way he gave chesed is because of his midah of chesed. But here he had an instance where he did the exact opposite because that's what he was told by Hashem. He incorporated that yira, that awe, into his personality, and that was his shlemus. Yitzchak too, his main concept was gevura, was discipline, but it's well known that he followed Avram's footsteps. He wasn't. He was more enclosed. Yes, it's brought down, and but it also says he was Megaya Gerim in his own way. Maybe he was different once he after that Kedah versus before that Kedah. I'm not sure. And his main personality was to be more withheld. You know, we don't understand the others, but I'm just giving in the prototype of it. But 
he integrated the chesed, and Yaakov certainly so. So that's the idea of behind this, that these very conflicts that create frustration, that create the anger, that create the resentment, we need to shift that now and realize in our calm moments that these very midas, if they're good people, these very midas could be used for the most beautiful way. And very often that midah that sometimes could drive you crazy is something that is so beneficial for yourself, so beneficial for your own children to adapt and to express. Of course, every midah could be used for the positive, for the negative, and we need to focus it all on the positive aspects of it. But understanding and giving care to recognize and respect each other's natures is a big aspect in this particular area of Shalom Bayis that's so important to explore and discuss and work with with each other. Bracha Natslacha.